0: Welcome to Clintonville on Call, the podcast of interesting conversations with people who reside or work in the neighborhood of Clintonville, Ohio. I'm your host, Susan Gaunce. Today, I will be interviewing Augie Risco of Hellstrip Garden fame. Thanks for joining us. So, Augie, you teach foreign languages at The Ohio State University and also work as a translator. With your busy life, when did you first become interested in gardening? I grew up with a gardener. My father was a
1: gardener. Even though I grew up in the middle of a big city in a flat, my father always had a garden on the balcony. Every summer, our balcony was overflowing with flowering perennials. He even had some... uh, berry bushes and the forsythia bush and the flat was just full of plants too, so he was my first inspiration my gardening in Columbus started with the craving for Hungarian peppers because when I moved here I realized that American grocery stores didn't carry Hungarian peppers Mm. and so how was I supposed to survive Ohio summers without this Hungarian summer dish called Yes. which calls for Hungarian peppers and onions and tomatoes Mm. So I realized I have to start growing my own peppers. Yes. And that's how it all began. And I branched out into other vegetables and then annual flowering plants and
0: perennials. Yes. I guess that's just a typical gardener's journey. Yeah. Well, I've had some of your lecho, right? Yes, lecho. It's, it's so delicious. It's Lots a, of paprika, too. Yes, yes. Hungarian paprika. Yeah. Yes, yes. So what is a hellstrip, and how did you get involved in hellstrip gardening? Oh, good question. A <laughs> hellstrip is that
1: uh, grassy, useless area between the sidewalk and the street. There is a Swedish proverb which, which says a beloved child has many names. Well That's definitely not a beloved child, but it has many, <laughs> many names. Hellstrip has at least 20 different names depending on the region. Things like uh, boulevard garden, sidewalk buffer curb strip, parkway, devil strip is a very common name, tree lawn, parking strip, Mm -hmm. etc., etc., depending on the region. Mm -hmm. But it's typically the area covered with grass and often lots of weeds, and it presents a headache to most homeowners. What to do with the health strip? So years ago, my health strip had a small maple tree in it, which uh, died overnight. Suddenly, next day, it was dead. So when it was removed, uh, the area opened up, and they gave me some new playground to experiment with a new garden. And it was right around that time that I got interested in native plants. So that was my chance. I started to plant my first native garden. That's great. it yeah, that was great. about six years ago, seven years ago now. All right. And the following year was really hard. I was going through some really hard times. And my little happy moments of the day were when I could sit out there on the curb and enjoy the birds and the butterflies and my newly planted native garden. It just gave me so much comfort and solace that it was just wonderful. Then I had this little fantasy that how wonderful it would be if I could just walk down the street and on both sides were like flowering gardens. It would be like walking through a botanical gardens. And... Uh, Yeah, so that gave me the idea, that's how I started Clintonville Hellstrip Gardeners. I just put it out on Facebook just to see if there was any interest. I was surprised how many folks expressed an interest and started joining the group and uh, started talking about planting Hellstrip Gardens. That was six years ago, 2016. Oh, and also the name, Hellstrip, of all the names, I picked Hellstrip Gardeners because I started looking online and Mm -hmm. reading about it. And the only book written about the topic is called Hellstrip Gardening. Oh, the awesome. author is Evelyn Hedden.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Very highly recommended. It's a great book. Subtitle is Create a Paradise Between the Sidewalk and the Curb. So
0: who are the
1: Hellstrippers? <laughs> <laughs> Hellstrippers is a nickname
0: <laughs> for, for those members of the
1: group who come together and work on these Hellstrip projects together. And the way it started was during our first season, six of us were working on a on a trip project,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: the car drove by and slowed down, and the driver yelled at us, Who are you? What are you doing? <laughs> now, who are you? And one of the group members, just out of the blue, said, We are the strippers." <laughs> so that gave us such a good laugh that great. the name stuck. Yeah, that's great. The Hellstrippers. So that's, that's the active core of the group who would actually go out and help each other and build Hellstrip Gardens together. Yeah, so the way the whole movement or whole thing began is uh, after I started the group uh, on Facebook, one of the group members suggested that we come together and do like a flash mob project. That was one of the early members. She used to live on Northridge. She has moved since. But it was her idea that um like a group of volunteers there were six or seven of us we came together and we had so much fun we dug up the grass from the area we amended the soil we put down brick pavers around the area and then uh, planted the plants that were donated by those of us who came to work on the projects and there were refreshments and stories and laughs and just was a wonderful community experience so after that i started to encourage people to to post on Facebook and uh, express an interest if they were going to build a health strip and if they needed help.
0: Yeah.
1: And the group has been growing ever since. There is uh, 575 members wow. as of today.
0: <laughs> That's impressive. But the actual
1: health strippers, that core group, is maybe a couple dozen yeah. people
0: who actively like to work on projects. Fabulous. So, how many health strip gardens have been planted in Clintonville? Are they only in residential areas? As a group projects, we have planted
1: about 20, maybe a little over 20 uh, gardens over these last few years. Majority are on Torrance. That's yes, where I course. have most influence. <laughs> but there are several in Northridge, one on Breivort, Dunedin, Richards, Garden, Northmore. Last year, we even did an alley. We planted an alley with native plants nice. off of Garden Road in Beechfold. These are all residential. So the only only commercial area is uh, a little garden in front of Beach Vault Hardware. We did that about four years ago. Okay, but then there are several um, other Hellstrip Strip gardens which have been inspired by our group, where we didn't actually work together. But I heard feedback that people have been inspired by our projects and our ideas. And uh, some of them I hear about, some of them I don't. Yeah. But the important thing is that the whole idea is spreading, and Mm. people are getting interested. in... recently, I have had feedback back uh, from Westerville.
0: Wow. Yeah. Somebody got inspired
1: by our group and planted a garden, and she's very actively promoting the idea of um, gardening with native plants.
0: Right. So it's spreading outside of Cleveland. It is. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Definitely is. (laughs) I I have to check where all the members are coming from, but. I imagine, from all over the country. Yeah, that's great. We also have three upcoming projects already Mm -hmm. scheduled for this season. Mm -hmm. One on Torrance, one on Glencoe, and one even outside of Clintonville in the Salem Village area, which is northeast of here. Right, yeah.
0: Well, just growing and growing, excuse the Yes, it is growing, (laughs) like the plants. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So what types of plants does your group recommend for hell strips?
1: Yeah, that's a very good question because uh, planting a hell strip presents its very unique challenges. Hell strips are um, typically an area with very poor soil quality, very compacted soil Mm -hmm. where people walk on, dogs walk on, dogs pee on it. It's covered in um, salty snow over the winter. It's uh, it's a very, very challenging area. So the plants that we want to plant, that we want to survive and thrive there, have to be very hardy, kind of tough as nails. And, of course, it's native perennial plants who are... um, it's native perennials, which are best um, adapted to local climate and soil conditions. Okay. So they should really be the number one choice mm-hmm. of plants. They require minimal maintenance. The first couple of years, you have to do a lot of maintenance, watering until they get established, till they get a nice, healthy root system. But after that, they should be able to survive pretty much on their own with minimal maintenance. And that's a question I often get from people that, yeah, I would like a strip garden, but what about maintenance? I have yeah. enough trouble maintaining the rest of my garden. What am I going to do? And um, yeah, so that's why native perennials are really a, a good choice because um, after a couple of years, the maintenance is minimal. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, their roots go down several feet deep and they have very good drought resistance because of that. Right. And they're beautiful. Yes,
0: of they course. They
1: attract butterflies and bees and native songbirds. Mm-hmm. And they're just a very, very enjoyable and beautiful habitat that you can create. I put together a little list. Here. Sure, down would You be need great to list yeah, the plants? Sure. yes. Let's start I with black eyed Susans. Yeah. <laughs> and bee balm, asters, milkweed. Mm-hmm. Butterfly weed, especially suitable for dry areas,
0: and that's beautiful. Oh yeah, it when is. they bloom, they yeah. bloom
1: for a long time. If you cut them back after they have bloomed, often they bloom for a second time the same yeah. season. Yeah, different kinds of native mints, mountain mint, Virginia mountain mint, clustered mountain mint. They are just wonderful pollinators. Shasta daisy. Mm. It's not necessarily a native, but um, yeah survives very very well in health strips yeah. it survives and it's very beautiful spiderwort and it's hyssop goldenrod penstemon flower, obedient plant
0: mm-hmm. all
1: of these are just wonderful candidates for health strips right and they spread and they spread yeah, yeah. some stay more in one place mm-hmm. some spread so maintenance is required on some of them because you don't want like the mint to take over the whole health strip and bully yeah, right. everybody else out And also a consideration is when you're selecting the plants is um, that you want plants that bloom at different times Mm -hmm. during the season. So you always have flowers. Right. You always have something the, the bees and the butterflies can enjoy and feed on. Right. And uh, if it's okay, I'm, can I get on my soapbox for sure. a minute and talk about grass and yes. lawns? Yes,
0: yes. Because that's, <laughs>
1: that's something I like to talk about, right. how unnecessary grass is and how, how detrimental lawns are for the environment and yes. how, if I had my way, I would just see all grass disappear right. from Clintonville. Right. <laughs> it's, it's a very artificial kind of kind of thing. Uh, they don't grow in the natural world they mm-hmm. have to be very caref- carefully maintained and cultivated and they require so many resources and environmentally harmful practices to maintain right so they are they are bad there is no ecological there's uh, no no benefit to to having grass so the best thing is just to get rid of them the uh, grass eliminates biodiversity creates a lifeless and sterile environment mm-hmm. and why not use those areas to Plant native plants that do just exactly the opposite they bring in life yeah right and attract butterflies and bees and all those wonderful things the statistics is just just staggering when you start looking up how much lawns cost americans spend 25 billion dollars a year on lawn care wow and think of all the mowing the gasoline the pollution, the pesticides mm-hmm. that grass and lawn requires, and water. Uh, I read somewhere online that about half of urban fresh water is used to,
0: to water lawns. Wow. Which is crazy. Yes, <laughs> it is. Yes. Yeah. I agree. I mean, the, I think the day of the lawn is slowly. Yes. <laughs> Not fast enough for me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh. So, if a Clintonville resident is interested in planning a health strip, how do they ask for help? Right. So they
1: uh, join the group, yeah. Clintonville Health Strip Gardeners on Facebook, and they uh, post in the group. Okay. They can uh, describe the project, uh, provide a timeline, say when they would like to do it, and, uh, and then I can help or somebody in the group can help recruit the workforce. Do so you message them? Oh, uh, Yeah. Okay. Or just put it out as part of the post, and people often respond by uh, saying when they're available. If there is a flexible timeline, if there's no big hurry, then a a good method, good efficient method is the so-called lasagna method, because the first thing is to to just get rid of the grass, to stifle the grass. If you put down layers of newspapers or paper bags or cardboard Mm -hmm. and weigh it down with bricks, Mm -hmm. Then we'll get rid of the grass pretty efficiently, but it takes a few weeks. And um, we have not done that very much. Mostly we just, the group comes together, we attack the grass yeah, yeah, and just dig it up. It's hard work and it takes about half a day depending on the size of the hell strip. Mm -hmm. And then the soil has to be prepared. Usually we rototill it, loosen Mm -hmm. it up because it's very compacted. It needs to be amended with... Peat
0: moss, topsoil, manure, compost, whatever, mm-hmm. and then the planting can begin. That's great. And usually it takes what do you say, like two or three years for it to really become established. Yeah, usually that.
1: by the second year, yeah. it starts looking pretty good, and by the third year, it's just thriving. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also wanted to say something about the sourcing of the plants because mm-hmm. that's another question that people ask they yeah say, oh, i would like a health street but I, I just can't afford spending money on a lot of plants right all of the plants for our projects have been from donations wow that's amazing yeah we split plants gardeners love to share their plants right they're very easy to split move from one place to the other right uh so most of the health strip owners have not spent 1 cent on plants. Yes, that's correct. Unless they want something specific that they want to plant, right? And of course also the soil amendments and the mulch that's the responsibility of the homeowner. Okay. As is watering, right. Right, so those exactly. are the only costs associated with it,
0: right?
1: Also, uh Green Columbus is a wonderful resource. They have been giving away free native plants every spring now for several years. And I always try to grab as many as I can.
0: Yeah, and I can. I, I use that in um, our house projects. Right, and that's Green Columbus. Green Columbus. Right. Yeah, right. There's usually events over Earth Day. Too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's that's another giveaway, or maybe it's part of
1: the same. Yeah. Same program. Right. You can sign up ahead of time to request. So and so many perennials. Right. And you, trees, trees also. Can, yeah, that's right. right. Now, trees you cannot plant in hell strips. Right. Only the city can do that. Right. There right. is no limitation, no official law or regulation on on what you can plant in hell strips other than trees. Yeah. There's just some common sense rules of thumb that they shouldn't be too high. They shouldn't. Um, obstruct visibility right shouldn't cause any
0: traffic hazards right and if the city needed to do something in a hell strip you could just easily plant replant the plant exactly yeah, right. because that has happened it's city mm-hmm. property they can
1: dig it up right whenever they want to for utility work
0: uh-huh. it has
1: happened to me it has happened to a couple other people so that's part of the risk that comes with the territory <laughs> right, you just have right. to be
0: prepared to replant it exactly <laughs> But again it rebounds <laughs> it yeah. does yeah right.
1: some of it came back by itself but most of it i had to replant because unfortunately after they are done with the work they just dump in a lot of clay and right. and gravel and ugly stuff so it's it's yeah it's one of the challenges yeah that's a risk we have to take
0: all
1: yeah. right
0: is the there th- anything else
1: yeah the other thing is once you have planted the hell strip you um kind of have to have a long-term plan for it yeah because um, even though they get established after a couple of years, it does require some maintenance. You don't want to get it too messy or too overgrown with weeds. Mm-hmm. You want to keep your neighbors happy. Right. You want to popularize the idea. Right. And not <laughs> not show people that it's just going to grow into one big messy meadow. Yeah. So yeah. it does, keep, uh, does require some maintenance. Right. You can't neglect it. You're not supposed to neglect it. All right. And one more important thing is yes. the community building mm-hmm. uh, part of uh, health strip gardening. Not only does it bring together people who work together on these projects, but it also creates conversation. Right. I have met numerous neighbors from other streets from all over Clintonville who walk by my health strip and ask questions and start conversations right last year i started labeling my plants i put up little markers yeah and that's another great conversation opener because people will bend down and try to read what is it and how do you pronounce it and what kind of
0: plant is this so it's it's really a great way to meet people right and you even uh established some plaques like place plaques and some hell strips. Is mm-hmm. that an option for everyone, or?
1: Oh, uh, it it is. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not a it's not a large scale, scale thing. It's just little plaques that I had left over and yeah. you know, passed around to other people <laughs> in new hell strips. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's definitely an option too. It creates more awareness and interest in our project.
0: All right, it's a learning experience. It's a learning
1: experience. All right.
0: Well. On a side note that's just close to home is blueprint Columbus is now eyeing the Torrance Rhode Island for a rain garden. So what do you think about that <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> That's a sensitive topic yeah <laughs> i I like the idea of rain gardens, yeah they are wonderful to control storm water runoff and all the problems we have had with rain in the neighborhood right So the idea itself is is very good. yeah, I like that. I know they have a focus on uh, planting native perennials, which is Mm -hmm. great. Um, I don't like a rain garden coming to our island, especially not the place where they have proposed it. Right. I would much rather put it at the end of the island where the rain flows into the area right i don't think it would be of course i'm not an engineer right. but I, I just don't see any benefit of putting a rain garden in the middle of the island which is an elevated area it's much higher than the street what it would is. compel the rain to flow into that area as
0: opposed to just running down the street and what's so heavily used by the neighbors it too? It is, man. i mean on a daily basis yeah, there are kids playing out there mm-hmm. all
1: the time when the weather is good. Right. We have been having uh neighborhood get-togethers, right? Those Friday afternoon. And, yes, get-togethers. Yeah. We had an art show last year. We had garage a sale. Garage sale. We have had the summer concert series. Jazz concert every month.
0: And that's going to continue in 2022. It is. We already have
1: the whole season scheduled. Concerts coming up starting May the 1st. That's great.
0: And food trucks. And food trucks,
1: too. So there's just so much activity. And and those rain gardens, the way they are planning them, they would really be in the way of all these activities.
0: It would remove the gathering area. Really? I think so. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It would be nice to meet with those blueprint people and and talk
0: to them and try to convince them to take another look right well I think there is a time scheduled or being scheduled for them to come out and look again Mm, so yeah that's what
1: I hear I hope we'll find out about it in time so we can be there and put in our
0: word (laughs) put in our two cents yes two cents (laughs) worth all right well great thank you oh thank you for having me your time this was fun go health strippers yay (laughs) I appreciate you listening to the first podcast of Clintonville On Call. I'd like to thank Augie Risco again for talking about her work and the efforts of other hell strippers to beautify our neighborhood. Jamie Moriarty created the music for Clintonville On Call. If you want to hear more from this local artist, look him up on Spotify under the first initial, Jay and then Moriarty.